This is Daylight and Moonshine with RJ and me, Retrograde G. <laughs> and I'm tweaking, man. I've been tweaking it. For my people that know what the hell that means, I know you feel me. But today's topic will be addictions and afflictions. Afflictions and addictions. They go hand in hand, seemingly. And we're going to talk about it in detail on today's episode. So stick with us. It's going to be fun. Welcome back to the damn podcast. I've been MIA. My apologies. Been trying to get my uh my health right. Allergies, it's it's allergy season. And that chlamydia too, right? Nah, sorry, dude. Nope. <laughs> I, I no, I'm good. No. I I I I'm a one one woman man. Oh. You're a whoa, one a one no, woman my, man. My, 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 yeah, one woman, man, man, one to woman. My brother okay. was calling. She must um, be. She must be near. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, this is episode ten. Yes, yes, yes. Um, like G mentioned, it's about afflictions and addiction. Kind of brought up the attention, uh, the topic to G about the the addiction part. Um, I guess because of recent uh, recent events that's been going on, so it's yeah, semi personal, kind of, sorta, yeah. but at the same time, it's um, I feel like everybody fights with some kind of addiction. You know what I mean? Um, and some that has you know they deal with affliction as well that probably causes them to have and lead you know to to the addiction absolutely (coughs) excuse me um so i guess like uh well you know what first 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 and foremost let's uh let's do it like this just to give everybody um a sense of um understanding of what an affliction is just to give us, you know, a brief uh, definition of it. It's something that causes pain or suffering, right? So that's, I mean, it speaks for itself. Um, but yeah, so pain and suffering. Uh, that's just, you know. That's that's a affliction definition and then an addiction. Right. Uh, oh, snaps. 
That's why I have my notes. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so the fact of the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. Right. All right. So before, I mean, before we start, do you know anybody who who you know? who has an addiction i'm sure i know tons of people um within your circle or uh you know like a family member maybe well it, it really depends on how you look at it you know when you say that word most people think about a, a drug addict or somebody that is obviously on something somebody yeah. that you can like look at and see there's a problem here mm. you know and I've been around people like that my entire life, um, not necessarily within my circle, mm. but just growing up, man, growing up, you see it every day, you see it all the time. You know, a lot of the, the people, a lot of times they're older. Uh, when I was growing up, you, you know, it was probably more so uh, an alcohol addiction. So, you know, we call them like winos or whatever. I know that's like a super old school term, but back then that's that's what it was. So you see them hanging around drinking all day and all night. And there's a certain behavior that comes with that. And then, you know, in the 80s, when the drugs really started kicking in, when, you know, crack and heroin and all that stuff really started to kick in, there was a totally different behavior. Mm. And they were literally like, zombies you know what i mean like when you watch all these zombie movies and and um tv shows <laughs> that their behavior was really close to that you ever see a heroin addict man that looks like that's identical like from the the exterior and everything you know uh the mannerisms the the dope nods when you see them standing there is like a freaking zombie right there and it's it's sad mm. it's sad when you know them so on a personal level, as we dive deep into what the hell an addiction is or whatever, and all the different levels of it and the different aspects of addiction um, and the different things you can be addicted to, right? I'm quite sure um, I know plenty and I'm sure plenty are in my circle, you know, yeah. Uh, when it comes to um, from alcohol to sex. sex sex addiction and that's that's a real thing food. um food that's definitely <clears throat> definitely a real thing and those are the two that people probably look at the the least mm. you know as far yeah. as addiction goes so yes yes mm. i do I, and i know it well and um you know i know addictive behavior also let's not leave out weed let's not leave out marijuana because i know people that smoke every day all day and they i'm sure don't look at themselves like they're addicts mm. but you know you take you take that blunt away from them for one day they're going nuts mm. it's a crutch mm. you know it's a crutch yeah so absolutely i know i know quite a few people uh with addictive behaviors right yeah okay yeah when man god I was just going to say, when it comes to afflictions, like I said, I really feel like they do go hand in hand because 
nine times out of ten, or maybe even ten times out of ten, they're covering that's, something up. That's that's the reason for the addiction. There's some yeah. sort of affliction that they're covering up. There's something painful, like you said, is pain, suffering, mm -hmm. a cause of persistent pain or distress. That could be physical. That could be metaphysical. That could be spiritual. You know, that could be yeah, yeah. emotional pain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So great suffering, you know, emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, that it's the same thing. Like I said, people don't necessarily put it in that category. People being the person with the addictive behavior mm -hmm. don't necessarily put in that category. I don't have a problem. I can stop smoking whenever I want. I can stop drinking whenever I want. And that's and that's what usually a lot of people say, especially when you point point it out to them. You know, they start to think that you're attacking them or you're being judging. Oh, you dude, it's I mean? it's so hard. It's they, so they, hard they, to to say that to a person. Yeah, and you're like, you know, they're they're the way they start thinking is like, yo, this dude's judging me. He don't even know. and and you know, and it's right, right? Like. We're, you know, that saying, don't judge a book by its cover. And then when you do, right, the person that you're judging starts asking you, why are you judging me when you clearly don't know what's going on in my life? You know what I mean? And maybe, like you said, that maybe doing certain things is what kind of eases their pain and suffering, right? And that's kind of like their niche where it's like, yo, man, I, I do this for a reason because it doesn't, it, it takes me away from the world that I'm in. Right. It takes me to like a whole nother dimension or whatever like that. And it just takes away all the stress and all the fucking negative negativity that I'm fucking dealing with in life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but like, excuse me, for for myself, man, it's 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 crazy because in my circle, dude, I can I can't even count anymore of how many people I know that's just you know that that went through a lot and is kind of suffering right now because of the decisions they decided to make you know what i mean um yeah. dude i had friends that i grew up from from grade school and and still know them to this day where like everybody else right as as a teenager as a kid we all started with experimenting on certain things you know what i mean but Never in my mind, you know, they'd be like, well, once you try this, it's going to lead to this, then it's going to lead to that, then it's going to end up being like this. And then you become an addict of some sort of some kind of drug or whatever the case may be. So now, you know, we went from this where I stopped at here, but then my friends just gradually kept on going and was like, yo, fuck it, try it. You know what I mean? Let's try this out. And now they're doing it where it's like, dude, you clearly need help. You know, like the boys that you called your boys, that was this, you know, that kind of, that pressured you to try it, peer pressure, just to let you try it. And you're like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? You know what I mean? I'll try it out. What's, what's, what's one time? Right. You know, and then like, you know, when I when I watch um, YouTube videos or whatever like that and, you know, other people interviewing, you know, addicts, they're like, dude, 
it's like when you take the first hit of whatever you know whatever maybe whether you know even a sip or or whatever and that euphoric feel right yeah you're that person is always looking for that every time constantly chasing that yeah you know what i mean and then when it's gone because you had your first you know like psychedelic type of whatever right right so now you're like oh you know what let me try it again hopefully you know i might get the same effect and then you don't now you keep going you keep going and then that's when you become that person you know i even have friends dude where like the first time they became or the first time they started stealing right and then after that as they got older they became literally a kleptomaniac for the rush you know what i mean and and it's it's like it's crazy and then of course now too you know even out here where we live right in illinois in general any other states you there's still a lot of people that are less fortunate like you know um that still uh battle with that right and that's how they became less fortunate is because you know you go from um having you know being rich as hell right to being broke as fuck living in the streets because you decided to blow your money on shit that you thought that would fucking keep you afloat right you know what i mean like dude the homeless population is crazy it is it is it's extremely crazy you know what i mean and instead instead of instead of them being able to help right whether it be the state you know or federal whatever the case may be like why not try to help clean the streets and get these guys the help that they do need you know what i mean like i'm pretty sure like some addicts dude or even you know deep down inside they're tired of being in that situation but if nobody's gonna offer them help then why not just keep doing it so that's a good point um as a friend and just going back a little bit yeah you notice this behavior with a friend within your circle you notice this behavior with a few friends within your circle mm. how do you address that without it it's you know everybody's going to re respond in a different way but nine times out of ten no matter how you try to put it there's going to be you know they're going to jump to defense and and you know yeah. whatever that's how do you address that with somebody you care about um and hopefully they won't react like that and you put it in a loving way what can you say to a person how do you bring it up because more than likely it's being ignored you don't want to you don't want to even give the impression that you feel that way about this person especially yeah. if it's something outside of hard drugs just marijuana mm. sex or even alcohol they do you know it's fucking it's, it's 12 o'clock relax on the bottle you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. or whatever but how do you well, bring that to a person without so them I have, to I, have, defense? I have a perfect example dude um my grandfather passed away nine years ago yeah nine years i think it's nine years now and um 
of course, you know, me, my brother, his family, we all go back home, right? So now the people that I grew up with, especially the guys that were on my block, you know, or not my block, but my street, um, one of the guys was like, was like a brother to me. He was like a brother to me. So now we're having our, I think it was our prayer. Yeah, it was a prayer night. We're doing the rosary. And uh, of course, you know, they come up because, you know, he knew my grandfather, you know, and he um, he hung out with my brother and I growing up as a kid. And um, to the point where another you know, another friend of ours, which he never touched any. Yeah, I think the only thing he did was, yeah, just drink and smoke weed. Um, now we're chilling behind the truck. Right. It's kind of a long story, but sorry. Um, so now we're sitting and then I asked them, I go, yo. And I guess, you know, with any of my friends, I'm very just straight up forward to, you know. So I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like I go, as it is, dude, dude is so skinny, right? Skinny already as it is. And he's and and he's doing this other particular drug where it's like you don't eat you don't do nothing you just keep fucking you keep chasing that high yeah yeah so now we're confronting him it's me and my brother and our other homie and then we go why the hell do you keep chilling with these dudes that you call your homies dude you know they done you dirty before you know you're very vulnerable i guess he's a vulnerable type of dude right and people take advantage of his kindness. So it's like, why do you kick it with these guys? For what? And I go, why do you continue to do what you're doing? Dude, he broke down, right? And then he's he he goes, you guys don't understand. What do you mean we don't understand, dude? We totally understand. We were boys. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're going through some shit, we're here to talk to you, bro. You know what I mean? You don't have to go that route because that's something that makes you happy. And he just kept on crying and crying. And we're like, dude, we're not trying to bash on you. Right. We're looking out for you. We don't want you to end up like everybody else in our circle that threw their life away because of this or because of that you know what i mean yeah. and i think like like you said there's really no nice way to say it <clears throat> it's but tough I, man it's but tough. i but i but i think you just gotta like punch it you know what i mean just fucking punch it in the gut and yeah. tell it how it is for them to realize you know like maybe maybe g is right maybe rj is right you know what i mean like because if you don't speak up, you know, who else will? Right. Because they know that that person is going to react to that. Like, yo, why, you know, like I said, like, why are you being judgmental? It's not, dude. I'm looking out for you and your health. And because I wouldn't want to lose a friend because of, you know, the poor yeah. decision you decided to do or, or make. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and here's another thing, too. 
I'm not ashamed to even fucking say, but my own, my own father, you know, is he's, he's, he's been in that route for a minute. Yeah. We, we've, you know, we've told him a few times, you know, but then again, he's his own adult. You know what I mean? Like he's his own person. It's, it's, it's up to him if he wants to or not, Yeah. you know, but the thing is, <laughs> it's so funny to me. I, I don't condone it at all, but my dad supports his own habit and he works. So it's not like, you know, he's not out here in the streets panhandling or he's not going to people's houses and taking or breaking in or right. robbing people or whatever like that. You know what I mean? Um, what what they consider a, a functioning addict. Yeah. Or the outside looks like just a, a regular old working class citizen, but there's but this addiction. He's yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I've, I've, I, you know, like right now, just last week, uh, you know, my grandmother tells me about my own cousin, you know, and my cousin, I mean, I grew up with my cousin and to hear that, you know, he's out on the streets, you know what I mean? Got no roof over his head or whatever. It just, it breaks me. You know what I mean? It hurts me a lot. But I was telling him, you know, when my grandmother was in town, we spoke and I was like, dude, what the f same thing, dude? Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, with him, and I think for a lot of other people, too, is when you start confronting him about it, like you said as well, they feel like you're against them. Yeah. Which you're not. You know, you're trying to be on the same page as them to to have a better understanding, you know. And, and I think, you know, it in that case, it's so sensitive. It's just hard. It, it's it's got to be on an individual basis because mm -hmm. depending on the person you you have to approach them you know a certain way you yeah. have to know the person well enough but i think the key to that being the person that's that's coming in and really trying to help i think mm -hmm. the key to it is is one to acknowledge it or to just let them know you recognize it and then yeah. you know obviously to um to try to get to the root of the problem like what is going on like what yeah. you know what's the problem and um how can we fix this yeah and maybe even point out to them do you realize that you do this you know every day and this is going on yeah. this is how this is how you look to us on the outside yeah you know and 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 so you know it, it's like that's when um he was like he's like well dude you know, he goes, well, that's not true. And I go, dude, you have a roof over your head right now, right? Before the whole incident, I go, why are you fighting the people who's feeding you and putting a roof over your head? And then he does this to me. Uh, he goes, I guess I'm talking to the wrong person. No, dude, you're not. What was he trying to express to you? Oh, that I'm, that, that I'm just like, I'm, I'm not on his side. I'm I'm with everybody else's side. I'm like, no, dude. Well, what was I, his side though? Because <laughs> that the, well, see, this is this the, the thing is with him, 
And I think it's always been like that, but just never really, it never really clicked. But he always feels that everybody is out to get him. Always just like not on his side. You know what I mean? Like you can't come to, if, if, if you can't come to his an agreement, then it's like, fuck you then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so now he's like, he's like, um, he's like, I guess I'm talking to the wrong person. I go, no, stupid. I go, I'm the only guy and maybe my brother who understands what you're saying, what you're trying to say. And we're the only ones that are going to listen. Right. I go, you're doing all these things. You're hurting people. And you don't even realize that you're, he's like, there's like just something blocking his, his view of mm-hmm. not realizing. And, um, you know, now he's out, you know, I don't, I don't even know what he's doing no more, but you know, it's, it's, it's things like that, especially, you know, of a, a loved one and, and you, you know, maybe he is going through something, you know, uh, if, if there's I'm pretty a, sure he is, yeah, if there's addictive behavior, nine times out of 10, there's an affliction that's, that's fueling that addiction. Got, yeah, I saw I think that. It got a little bit worse. Yeah, I think it got a little bit worse when my grandfather passed. I think maybe it triggered a little bit more. Yeah, you know, but um, it's 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 crazy, man. Like you you never really know the amount of pain somebody's going through ever. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Like unless, unless they willingly share it, you know. Yeah, unless they will share it. Nine out of you know nine times out of ten, it's like everybody knows how to front a smile, dude. Yeah, you it, know what I mean. And you know, for me, like growing up, even when I was a kid, like I said, I've already, I've always been very empathic, and yeah. you know, I could always, of course, you know, uh, with my mom, I could always feel when something was going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because I was always physically close to her, like I would cling on to my mom. I was just uh, a clingy person, you know, Gus. And of course, not realizing it then, but I, w- I was feeling her pain. I was feeling her depression. I was feeling her sadness and all of her emotions, you know, secondhand. I was I was getting all of that stuff. And um, that always helped. For me, it always helped me um, not only understand, but cater to it, Mm. you know, and as years pass by with different people, I noticed that people would cling back on to me in that sense, because they they knew they could feel me and my deep understanding of what they were going through. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, so just with that said, I think it's really important to not necessarily uh, aggressively attack a person at the addiction point, but maybe, you know, address it, not attack them, but address it at the affliction point. Really, let's get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. Let's really find out. And sometimes all you got to do is listen. You know, the, the, the thing that you want to do most is pounding into that person. But because you care, you care, 
this is my love. This is why I'm asking you this. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be here. Actually, I wouldn't give a damn. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't be, even care we, about your life at all. Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. But they're not going to receive it like that. They're on the opposite end because they're masking this pain all the while. Hey, I'm a victim and you're yelling at me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm doing this behavior, screwy behavior. You know what I mean? Like, let's get to the bottom of this. Why are you doing this? What's afflicting you? Yeah. And I feel you know? like sometimes with, with certain actions, it's not that they're acting out of character, but at the same time, I think whether it be a friend or family or anyone, sometimes it could be literally a silent cry for help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether, whether, um, like you said, dude, like any kind of addiction, you know what I mean? If it's a sex addiction, a uh, sex addiction or, or food addiction, like these guys are doing these things because they're trying to, um, was it fill the void? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, in, in a, like, or it could be, it could be multiple things. You could be filling a void. You could be distracting yourself. You could be yeah, always covering up the problem. You know what I mean? And when you use a, the, the crutch um, metaphor, you know, um, you use a crutch when something happens to your leg, you know, when you need help, when you need to lean on something, you need assistance. Mm. Eventually you heal, your leg gets better and you wing yourself off of the crutch. Mm. If drugs, alcohol, sex, food, and all these things that, you know, if they're a crutch, it's okay. Everything in moderation to me, it's, it's fine. Mm. But at what point are you going to heal and you're not going to need that crutch anymore. You know, it's, it's, um, I think it's okay, you know, to have your vice or whatever to lean on because life can be hard sometimes and it can smack the shit out of you, you know, and, and everybody at some point needs something, especially when you don't have someone to lean on, you know, and, you know, lean on, some of this alcohol lean on some of this you know weed or whatever and you know get yourself even, to get yourself together though yeah or you know like gambling too man it's like gambling another. addiction that's something that i saw on tv i didn't think was real until i had a friend that told me that um yo i got an issue i got a problem yeah well it was somebody it was somebody close to them their problem but i was like wow i didn't know that that i didn't know that was real i didn't know that uh there was actual sex addicts you know, you would see this stuff on TV until you meet somebody and, and start analyzing their behavior. <laughs> this shit is real. You know, it's art yeah. imitating life. Like, um, like I said, I, I guess I was so um, sheltered as a kid. There's a lot of different things that I didn't experience firsthand. And there's a lot of different things I didn't experience through friends because I had a very small circle of friends just because I'm introverted. And like I said, I was sheltered. And I started meeting people mm -hmm. and, and really talking to different people and 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 really seeing these things for myself. It was like wow. And I've I've always been that friend where somebody want to call and talk my ear off for like four hours because they knew I was actually listening and they knew I, I actually gave a damn. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I you know I turned into that friend where, you know that that was 
you know, repeatedly leaned on to the point where I had to learn how to put my, uh, not a wall up, but I had to, you know, let them know, hey, this ain't, yeah, this ain't confession, bro. Like, you know, like, I'm here for you or whatever, but because I'm all about the fix, you know, I, I say all the time, I don't deal with problems, I deal with solutions. You know, right. if it's a problem sitting right in front of your face, I'm thinking of the solution right away and I'm working on the solution right away. What's the point of sitting there for hours upon hours and holding this problem in your hand? Look at this, bro. Look at look at this problem, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a problem. What am I going to do? Why are you sitting there doing all that shit? I'm thinking of a solution. The moment you held your hand out, mm. that's just me. And um, there's a lot of people that don't have that solution sort of personality. And I think that's when you get those folks that's stuck in an addiction for years and years and years. I I meant I I got friends that all they think about is sex. All they think about is the next chick they're going to get with. Boom, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. boom. Dead serious, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was once that person, too. I was once that person. Um, I was once that person that would pop on a random porno. Just to have it playing in the back, dude. <laughs> just to hear I, I'll be that. honest. Yeah, yeah, just to I, hear it. It wasn't more so to hear. It was just to see, to be aroused. It was a sense of pleasure just to, I wasn't sitting there, you know, touching chicken, myself or nothing like that. But chicken. yeah, yeah. It, it, as long as it was on, I'm stimulated. It's there. It, it, yeah, it feels like um, like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would just pop it on. I'm like... Yeah, it was, it, you know, it did something for me just to have it in the background. And I'll be doing some random stuff, writing or anything, dude, playing like playing a game on one TV and then on the computer it's on or it's, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't didn't even know why. And then, you know, it was like. um, You realized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a realization. Absolutely. When you started doing work on yourself, you started you start realizing a lot of stuff. And that's the key. So to me, everything leads back in that direction, yeah. you know, going within yourself and and seeing what's what's the base of this, you know. So, so do you think, right? So with with um, a bunch of the addictions that we have mentioned, gambling, sex, drug, food, I mean, even social media is another thing. Um do you think for 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 certain addictions right for them to really realize let's just say food and drug right because that's technically what's most um i guess not most rated but just top two you know or top 10 or whatever like do you think say let's say for drug right do you think in order for them to realize that they had just lost everything in life that they would have to hit, hit rock bottom. Everybody is different. I think for some people, rock bottom is enough for, for the next person. Rock bottom is, is not enough. Like I said, I think it's, it's mental when you're so stuck in it. Sometimes you just get lost. How about like for food? Food. When, when I see or when I know a person that has that's obviously 
using food as a crutch, using food as, mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, or whatever. I always see like an underlining problem. I always see that. Mm-hmm. This is what I see when I look at that sort of behavior. Um, I see it in myself. I can think about all the times where I was stressing out and then mm-hmm. I poured me a glass of alcohol. And if I didn't want to drink it, like, dude, I've been drinking two, three days in a row. Usually, which is strange for me, I'll eat something sweet mm-hmm. because I'm not a sweets person. I'll right. either grab some ice cream or some snacks um, or I'll fix me some food. That's my behavior. And I, and I sat back and I started to analyze that about myself. You know what I mean? Because I always like I, I never wanted to be that person that drank all the time. But that was right. my go to. That was my go to crutch. And like I said, when it's two, three days in a row, I'm like, all right, bro, you've been drinking too much or whatever. I'll still gravitate towards something. And it was usually either food or it was it was food. It was mm-hmm. it's usually either a sweet snack or a, a meal or something like that. And it's 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? And I'm doing this. So I started to think and then you feel guilty for, you know, fixing a whole meal or whatever. Oh, I don't I wouldn't fix a whole meal, but I would fix something to eat knowing I really wasn't hungry. But right. once again, that food, I'm chasing the taste. The taste is what I want. I'm not hungry. The taste is what I want. Mm-hmm. So something sweet or something savory, it's providing me that sense of pleasure. Mm. And that pleasure is something that's helping mask whatever the fuck that I'm running from. And usually I'm stressing out over something. I don't realize all this stuff. Like I said, you're in it. When you're in it, a lot of times you don't realize your behavior. Yeah. So when you start to really break it down and analyze it. So I like, yeah, the next day I was sitting and go through in my head why I did what I did. I'm like, all right, well, I'm proud of myself for not killing a whole fifth of, of alcohol by myself because I didn't pour a single cup, but I did eat a bowl of ice cream and then fix some pasta at two o'clock in the morning. Why did I do that? You know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. the same thing. It's yeah. a different vice. Yeah. So when I started to really analyze that usually at the bottom of that, um, there's something that I was stressing about. There was something that was on the back of my mind. Um, you know, uh, yeah, the kids were supposed to come to visit and, you know, me and their mom got into it. So they didn't come or, you know, um, something was going on with the car and I had to get it fixed, but yet I had to put money towards this. So now I can't afford to get it fixed. So now I have to worry about while I'm on the way to work, is this car going to break down on me? So there's something that I'm stressing about that's causing this behavior later on in the day, you know, later on at night and also dealing with insomnia. I can't sleep at night, but it's not on the forefront of my mind. Cause in my mind it's like, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm not going to stress. That's what I say. Right. But in the back of my mind, this stuff is still there and it's still going on. This behavior is a direct result of, of me stressing out over that. So usually with me, it's something that I'm stressing about that'll cause some sort of addictive behavior. Oh, let's not forget the, the, the porn. So if I can't do it, oh, I'll be probably eating a snack while watching the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's like searching for a sense of pleasure. And I think that's huge for, um, uh, for food addiction 
you're you get a sense of pleasure from the food and it's covering up or masking the problem mm. it's the same thing it's the same feel that you said when you, you're constantly chasing that high yeah you know you're constantly chasing that nut right you're constantly chasing you know that 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 tipsy feeling or whatever it is you're constantly chasing a sense of pleasure to mask something that's going wrong mm. and the gambling like i said that's that's one i don't really know well i'm not a big gambler at all <laughs> at all like i've literally been to vegas uh about six or seven times and probably only gambled two of those times i'm not a big gambler yeah, and and that's i think that's the thing too so you know you mentioned in vegas like when i go vegas it's like all right cool let me let me start off with five bucks see where it goes right and then after that same thing right you're like boom i'm winning so now you're you're you know you're hoping to win more and now you keep just like you know let's say you're up by 100 bucks right you came up 95 dollars. why not just put that money out and go ahead and continue to drink or whatever right Man, I'm when we went to Vegas, boy, mine was different. Five bucks, I want $180, right? Pull out yeah. the money, let me slap another five and see. And then I go up again. I kept on looking for me to hit the jackpot, yeah. knowing, you know, mentally, like, dude, you ain't gonna fuck hit the jackpot. You gotta bet at least fucking over a dollar or some shit, or like, you know, more than the, you know, or the max bet in order for you to get the amount that you assumingly want yeah you know what i mean you're like all right maybe if i put five bucks i can win 995 dollars and be all right you know what i mean but it doesn't it doesn't work like that that's what i'm saying like it's i i haven't met anybody um that has that kind of an ad uh, addiction gambling at least i mean i see it on tv right on youtube and stuff you know what i mean they had uh, it i'm sure <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure they're know. definitely out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think um something to learn from this is that if if you know you got some kind of an addiction or, or if you know somebody who has an addiction, don't just don't be so quick to judge them yeah you know start off small with small conversations and you see if they will they would express themselves just to let you know why they are in that current situation and why they choose to to do what they're doing don't be so quick to judge them you don't know what's going on you know get to the and, bottom of the behavior yeah and then and, and and another thing too and if you have an addiction don't be afraid to talk to somebody you know or you know there is a lot of hotlines that are very you know it's they it's uh what do you call this not anonymous but um it's private you know they don't share your, they don't sorry they don't share your, you know, your your conversation with anybody. It's all just one on one basis. And I guess just if don't be afraid to admit that you have an addiction. Yeah. You know, don't try to 
I don't know, man. It's just help yourself. Yeah. And, and for those people, because like I said, everybody's not that that type of person when they have that that strong will where they could push forward. Sometimes just like they need a crutch, they need a shoulder to lean on, they need somebody else. So um, I think it's really important that, you know, for individuals that notice that behavior to address it in the most loving, caring way that you possibly can and focus on the problem not the addiction focus on the yeah. affliction you know like as as the person coming in yeah. if you really want to help put the focus on the reason this person is doing it and not the addiction well, and, and, yeah or and, and then talk to the person how you would want that person to talk to you yeah you know what i mean don't don't go fucking like you know ape shit on the person you know yeah because yeah. you you got to kind of like put yourself in their shoes too at the same time yeah you know what i mean um like that golden rule you know treat others how you want to be treated and shit if you're gonna treat me like you know if you're gonna talk to me with so much not hatred but like just n not politely i mean you can you know that's how i'm gonna talk to you back you know yeah and like you said i i've i've people really just need to sometimes just stop listen and listen to that person because it's really it's a silent cry for help absolutely and you know worst case scenario you know i, I think it's also important for me i take the spiritual route you know every time um what that means for me like i explained before when I do meditation, I'm doing work on myself. I'm constantly right. doing work on myself. Um, explore meditation, explore spirituality. When you really start to dive in and you learn about the chakras, the aura, and all these wonderful things going on with the planetary alignments, it might sound crazy, but I'm telling you, once you learn about that, you learn about yourself and your spirit body. And when you start doing the work spiritually, it'll manifest itself in a physical form. It is an amazing thing. It is mm. definitely what worked for me. I'll even put a link for my good friend, uh, Becky B. Devine. She does a lot of healing work. If you heal yourself within, then you're good. You don't need that addiction. You know, you heal the affliction within you. Love yourself from within. And that, that will abolish all of that stuff, like for real, for real. Mm. It is it is an amazing thing, but um, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Everybody has either dealt with this or know somebody that is dealing with it. And if you haven't dealt with an affliction or some form of addiction before, then you're just not human. Yeah, you know, like that's real for for all of us, man. Yeah, and if and if you know anybody who is battling addiction, I sound like those fucking infomercials, but. I mean, they, you know, the commercials are real. It's real. I mean, yeah. It's real life. Not, not, let me point this out. Let's acknowledge the fact that, especially in America, I've only lived in this country, I've visited other countries, but I've only lived in America. Yeah. We are targeted. We being the average person, we're targeted with these ads for food. Okay. This fatty BS food 
when the prices of of that anything I like that's eating. <laughs> yeah, I mean anything that's dude, they they make it taste good. We're, we're chasing the taste. We're chasing mm. the taste. You'll pass us something that's going to be nutritious to your body over something that tastes good nine times out of ten. Most people eat for taste and not nutrition. Let's be real. No, that that is true. That yeah. Is true. So yeah, we yeah, are yeah. we are targeted with the food. We're targeted with the drugs. You constantly see it on television, you know, and this projector screen is projecting our thoughts or yeah. these thoughts into our heads. It's programming. That's yeah. exactly what it's doing. But from food to drugs to sex, sex sales, sex sales, you see sex everywhere oh, on the same commercial. They'll sell you drugs and food with sex, with yeah. sexiness. You know what I mean? So all of these yeah. addictions, everything that we just talked about. This stuff is being projected towards you constantly on billboards, Dude. on television, yeah, on social yeah. media, constantly. Yeah. When you're aware yeah. of it, then you, you'll definitely kind of make a, a left turn. Like, wow, you sit back and you see it for what it is. And you don't realize, like, this is why I'm always doing this. And this is why I'm always thinking about it. It's being thrown at me every single day. So don't be a product of, of this toxic ass environment, you know? Yeah. That alone, like I didn't it's, want this episode to go away without that being said. Like you're being targeted. And, and, if you're and, and a human, it's, it's it, yeah, and it's and it's here to stay. Yeah, oh, definitely, because you know, you know uh, I mean? yeah, these big corporations are constantly making money off us. So don't be another, yeah, don't be but, a guinea pig. If you don't think that you are, you crazy. Yeah, because we all are, and um, you know, it's just it's just so the rich should get richer. But that's all I got to say about that. But just be aware that you're being targeted for all of these things, man. It's messed up, but be aware. Don't be another a victim of, of society and just um, fall in line, man. You know, go the other way. Love yourself and, you know, abolish those afflictions within by giving yourself love. Mm. Love from within. But we'll wrap it up. Um yeah. If this you're listening, is, go ahead. If you're listening to this audio, um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, the audio version only, you can watch the video on rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast, D-A-M. Um, and of course, I'll put the links in all of the uh, descriptions on a podcast. And on this particular one, I'll put be divine's link in there if you need some sort of spiritual spiritual counseling or help she can definitely do it for you if you're local in chicago also uh the clairvoyant center of chicago is a really good place to do some some spiritual healing and soul searching if you want to go that route it's available i'll put the links in the description when well, i close this out uh don't forget to like subscribe and then if there is a bell click on that bell f for rumble click that plus sign absolutely right and then then don't forget to share with uh your friends your friends friends your family's family your extended family your mama's mama yeah <laughs> you know your daddy's daddy but yeah this is episode 10 um being the lookout for um you know, the next time we drop another one, y'all be safe. Enjoy the week. And we out. We out every Thursday. Every Thursday, new episodes. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs>